Welcome to Educational Podcasting Today, the show that not only celebrates educational podcasters, but helps you learn how to create one yourself. Hello, my name is Jeff Bradbury. Welcome to Episode 2. I am excited that you've decided to listen to the show today. This is the second episode of what will become a library of audio, video, and written content designed to help you create podcasts and design an awesome website for them using WordPress. There are several ways to learn more about our show. All of our shows for this series will be distributed on iTunes, Stitcher, and on your favorite podcasting app as an audio podcast. Additionally, I've decided to release all of our interviews on YouTube as shorter segments for you to watch from your home or classroom. In addition to this podcast, I will be writing blog posts on the topic of podcasting and WordPress development to help you craft the show exactly the way you want it to, and will also be releasing screencasts and product demonstrations of my favorite podcasting and WordPress tips. For more information, please visit our brand new website at educationalpodcasting.today. My goal and mission for this show is to feature educational podcasters and educational podcasting. If you're an established podcaster and have a show of your own, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at TeacherCast or by leaving a voicemail at www.teachercast.net slash voicemail. I would love to have you on this show to feature your podcast and share your personal tips and tricks about podcasting. If you're new to podcasting and have questions about how to get your show set up, I would love to hear from you as well. The best way to contact the show is by emailing feedback at teachercast.net. I can't wait to help out your show and share your podcasts on educational podcasting today. In today's episode, I sit down with Steve Stewart, the new editor of a magazine created for and created by podcasters. We discuss how you can start your own podcast and some free and inexpensive ways you can produce and publish your own podcast. We answer the frequent question I receive about podcasting on Windows machines. Stick around and learn how you can take your Windows-based classroom to the next level through podcasting. One of the first things that any podcaster wants to do as they get their show set up and running is submit their feed to podcast directories such as Stitcher Radio and iTunes. This week, I am very proud to announce that the Educational Podcasting Today podcast is now live and running wild in both the educational and podcasting categories on both of these great networks. I'm even more thrilled to share with you that we already have three amazing ratings and reviews. I want to take a moment and read them to you and give a great big thank you to all the listeners and supporters who have taken the time to write such nice things about this show and about the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. Skeptical01 writes, Jeff Bradbury is amazing. For years, TeacherCast has been an excellent resource for teachers looking to learn more about educational technology, and it just got better. In this new series, Jeff shares his expertise and passions for podcasting with his audience, and it's well worth the listen. Thank you so much, Skeptical01. Web Speronic says, gives practical advice on how to start a podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, we are really, really here trying to uh, help you guys start your podcast. And finally, uh, Mr. Jasper Fox Sr., who has a great podcast out there called Learning Lab Radio, says, I always learn a lot from Jeff and his guests. The new show is a must-listen for anybody interested in starting and successfully maintaining a podcasting show. And again, I want to say thank you to those three people out there for writing a review and taking the time. It has been a busy last couple of days. We submitted our show to iTunes. We put our show up on Stitcher. We got our website running over here. And of course, you can find out all the information about our show over at educationalpodcasting.tv. 
today. And on our page over there, we have two episodes of currently episodes one and episodes two, as long along with our episode zero, where we really, really dive into what is this show going to be all about? How does it work? How do you do things? Also, I have a ton of written material about how this show is going to work. I get a lot of questions out there as far as how do you start a podcast? What, what are you doing? How do things work? And so if you head over to educationalpodcasting.tips, you're going to find some great advice on how to do things. I recently put out a blog post called How Does Your Podcast get into iTunes. And basically through this blog post, I take you from the ending of my editing process where I export my video and my audio from Final Cut Pro and I take it into all of my audio channels for the RSS feed, such as FeedBurner, PodTrack, Libsyn, and of course, WordPress. We're going to be talking a lot on this channel about WordPress. So I want to know your questions. If you have anything you want to learn about WordPress or podcasting, email us at feedback at teachercast.net. It's now time for our featured podcaster of the week. This week's featured podcast is Instructional Tech Talk, created by educator and administrator Jeff Herb. Jeff is a native of the Chicago region, and for the last few years, his podcasts have focused on teaching you not only the right tools for, that you should be using in your classroom, but the best tools you should be using in the classroom. Recent episodes revolve around STEM tools and also using smart pens in your classroom. Jeff is a great guy to follow on Twitter at inst. Tech Talk, that's I-N-S-T-T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K. If you enjoy the Instructional Tech Talk podcast, you can certainly head over to iTunes and check out his brand new show, Ed Tech, You Should Know. These short-form podcasts get right to the point and teach you one or two things you didn't know about educational apps, websites, and tech gadgets. For more information about the great things happening at Instructional Tech Talk, check out his podcast over at Instructional Tech Talk. Dot com or catch Jeff Herb every Sunday night as my co-host on the Tech Educator Podcast live at 7 p.m. Eastern on TeacherCast.tv. And while you're checking out his content, don't forget to provide him a great review and rating on his iTunes channel and tell him TeacherCast sent you. Now, before we move on to our interview segment of the show today, I would like to encourage you to reach out to the show and let us know that you are listening. I am just getting started with educational podcasting today, and this is quite an adventure already. All of our shows are going to be based on the questions and feedback from you, our awesome educational audience. Maybe you're looking to create a podcast of your own, or perhaps you're looking to design your own website using WordPress. This website will serve as a great platform, both in audio and video for me to answer your questions and help you build your brand in and out of the classroom. I certainly hope you're enjoying the show so far. Tell us what you think. And now, here's our conversation with Steve Stewart from the Pottertainment magazine. My guest today is Steve Stewart, podcaster and the new editor of the new Pottertainment magazine. Steve, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Hey, Jeffrey. Thanks for having me on. I'm fantastic. Thanks for coming on. Talk to us a little bit about podcasting. You're the new editor of the Pottertainment magazine. What is going on in the world of podcasting? Well, you know, it's funny. The media keeps saying there's a resurgence, but it's just been doing this for a long time. It's been growing and growing and growing. More people are seeing the benefits of podcasting, either as an outreach or as a business uh, or even just ways to educate people. And, and uh, some, Go ahead. 
And I was going to say, and, and, and that's exactly why we've set up a show like this, to help educate people and, you know, about podcasting. There's so much great stuff out there. Um, where can we find information about the, about the magazine? Well, the magazine you can just find at Pottertainment Magazine, or I'm sorry, Pottertainment.com. Uh, you know, if you think about entertainment and just put the word pot at the beginning of it, that's how you find it. You'll be able to find the resources there. A quick little video from Gary Leland, who is a creator and the owner of Pottertainment Magazine. And uh, it, there's an uh, issue comes out every single month, and there's different. Uh, you've got some of the luminaries in there, like Dave Jackson, uh, Rob Greenley, uh, Rob Walsh from Libsyn, who's always great with showing things like stats. Great articles from Jessica Kupferman and others as well. I hate to leave people off the list, but there's there's always something new coming out uh, every single month, and it's uh it's all electronic, digitally uh, digitally delivered right to your iPhone or your iPad. And very soon, we're going to have the Android app coming out as well. That is fantastic. And if you certainly check that out, it's going to be all the links are going to be in our show notes over at educationalpodcasting.today. Now, Steve, you have a website that is really, really cool here. It is called, let me see if I can bring it up here, yesyoucanpodcast2.com. Tell us a little bit about this. You're, you're on a mission to say, yes, anybody can make a podcast. Yeah, uh, if you think about it, the barrier to entry and in getting into podcasting is so low. Uh, this microphone I'm speaking on right now, when I bought it, it was forty bucks. Right now, it's about sixty bucks. You know, it's like a supply and demand thing. Uh, you can use your computer. Most people already have a computer, and it doesn't matter if it's a Mac or a PC. You can use a computer to do a lot of the other work that you need to do. You can record using different types of things, like um, you know, like a like a digital recorder. Or you could use uh, just simply using your computer. You could record right into it using, uh, you know, if you've got a Mac, you can use something like GarageBand. Or if you're on a PC or a Mac, you can use the free software called Audacity, which is what I've been using since we were, you know, we were converting vinyl over to CD through a computer. So there's a lot of there's there's really not a lot of of barrier to entry as far as getting into it. And the reason why you yes you can podcast too existed why I created it was to give people not just tips and tricks on, on how to podcast um, because I just love the medium and I want to help people get into it, but also to warn them about the real costs about getting into podcasting, which is really just the time that you spend to get into it. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because we do get a lot of questions here over at our email, which is, again, feedback at teachercast.net. And the question is, I don't have Macs. I don't have iPads. I have a, a, a lab. Maybe there's a bunch of Dells in there. And mm -hmm. I want to create some media with my kids. What can I do? And you, know, you had just mentioned there's this great free program called Audacity. Can you tell us a little bit about what Audacity is, maybe where to find it, and how something like that can help a, a classroom teacher? Yeah, Audacity is a – it's an it's a it's a recording program, but you can edit really well with it. Very easy, especially for some of us older people who kind of remember, uh, you know, editing splicing tape. I don't know. Most people don't actually remember that, but isn't that I, what the Beatles I, I did? Real, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Isn't that what the Beatles were doing? <laughs> yeah, we were doing reel to reel and cutting stuff like that. But it's really easy just to hit record, talk, hit stop. You could export that if you're done, or if you want, you can then start bringing in music, moving things around, cutting things out, rearranging things if you want. And if you know it's just a couple of basic keyboard shortcuts, it doesn't take a lot to use Audacity to record a show. 
And would this be a program that you would think that middle school kids and high school kids can do? Or is it simple that maybe fourth and fifth graders can pick up? Oh, I think anybody could pick it up. It's that it, it's very basic. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like it because it isn't as pretty as things like uh, audition, which is I don't know anywhere from twenty to fifty bucks depending on the plan you get, right? Or GarageBand, which means you have to have a Mac to have it. Um, I, you know, don't get me wrong; they're both great programs. But again, I've been using Audacity for so long that uh, you know it just has become this second hand or third hand in my workflow. Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't live without it. Let's talk a little bit about how this works and let's see if we can describe it for the audio audience here. If I have a class of kids, I can record into audacity or do I need something else to make the recording and audacity is what's going to be the editor. Well, audacity will pick up whatever source that you plug into it. So either it's going to take the mic right back, you know, built right into your computer or if you plug in a microphone, uh, USB microphone, or if you want to get complicated, get a you know a mixer in the middle of that. If you want to, rec are you talking about recording the actual uh, students in the class as well? You know, I get a lot of questions of you know I I'm doing presentations with my kids and I want them to share those with grandma, or we want to make a class website and we want to share that information on the class website. So how do we do it? Um, so you're just recording the teacher. Maybe recording a teacher, maybe yeah, maybe or the students, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could you could simply get a lavalier microphone. Um, I, I have one, but I, it's not near me right now. I could show you, but it's just a little microphone clips onto your shirt. That usually works pretty well, picking up your voice as long as it's positioned right. And and you know just recording that into a digital recorder, um, or or even nowadays, I mean the iPhone and a lot of the uh, other phones, you can just get a lavalier that plugs into those. Use that to record your voice, and then you can take that file. You have to throw it onto your computer, but then import that into Audacity or something like that and be able to do some simple editing there. So if you want to put a, a audio bumper intro uh, or if you want to break it up in the middle with a little, uh, hey, here's, here's where we're talking about. It's on page 18, you know, something like that. You could throw that in there uh, wherever you need to. But yeah, I would I would say some kind of a lavalier mic or or some kind of a mic that works with the smartphone would probably be the easiest for a teacher because most people have smartphones these days. And, and there are kids out there that are bringing their iPhones and their Android phones in. We we talked on our last episode about a great app called Boss Jock. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Boss Jock? Yes, I'm very familiar. I use it. Uh, I I don't use it a lot, but I love it when I do. And essentially, with Boss Jock, it gives you a bunch of squares on the app and you can either pre-program recordings or you can record into that. And then through boss jock, you can export an entire mix or you can export however you want to, whatever kind of audio you need. And that can go directly into your Mac or your, or your windows PC. What is the best method of working with files? Cause there's things and people out here listening might not know these terms, but there's wave, there's MP3, there's MP4, there's, M4V, there's AAC. Could you explain roughly what that all means? Yeah, there's there's three formats I'm going to tell you about. One is a general topic format. Uh, the one I like to record into is WAV, W-A-V file, and what that is, it's uncompressed, it's raw, it's it's the you know it's the most original recording that you have. It's not being compressed. It's not taking you know bits of sound out. So it's it's the one to start to work with before you export out to 
what I would recommend as being MP3. MP3 is a, well, there's a debate on that, but it's basically a free program. Not program, I'm sorry, it's a free format. It's not like there's any, uh, you know, proprietary uh, information there. Somebody owns it out there somewhere, but they haven't figured that out yet. But it's 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 universal in use now where almost anything will play an MP3, whether it's a smartphone, whether it's an iPod, whether it's a computer somewhere. MP3 is is the one that's recognized just about everywhere. And the reason why I start with Wave, which is, you know, this big old honking file, and then go to MP3 is because it makes the file get smaller. And it just makes it easier for downloading and streaming and all that other stuff. The third type of format is a group of formats. I'm just going to call other because there's M4A, there's AIFF, there's AUG. They're all great compressed files, but not everybody's player can recognize or play those files. So I just start with the easy ones, the free one. Um, not the free one, I don't want to say that, but the, the one that, that – that is open source, I guess you'd say, is, is the WAV file, which is uncompressed, um, and then the MP3, which is compressed. But again, it's, it's universal in its uh, ability to be played almost everywhere. And so let's talk a little bit about the editing process here. Do you have any tips and tricks for people who are starting out with Audacity? It's very easy for a new podcaster to... Um, uh, um, on on their um uh, podcast um and then want to um uh, edit um all the um edit outs. <laughs> what suggestions yeah, do you have for bad. basic edits? Yeah, I have a friend named Mike Wilkerson. He has the uh, two guys podcasting po- two guys podcast network, and he calls it the fifty three ums because every show that they do with a new guest is fifty three ums or so in there, and they want to get rid of the um out of the conversation. Do we really with need to our- worry about that? Well, it depends. I have had guests where it's not that distracting. An occasional um here or there really isn't that bad. It shows you're human. And sometimes if you were to take it out, it, it, it ruins the pace. You can tell there's an edit, and now instead of listening to the content, you're thinking, what just happened there? You know, Did the, did the, did the record skip? Um, so, so you do want to edit some of them out when you can, but when you've got – there's you know the, the different types of ums are you've got – um, I start to talk, or um, break, I start to talk. And if you can get that um with the break out of there, sometimes it does make the conversation better. What, what I've... Audacity, just as easy as, as taking your cursor, highlighting the um, and hitting delete. I, I, I just always use an editing tip of whenever you think you're going to say um, just go silent for a second. Think about what you're going to say. Because the ums you can't tell in Audacity because it's still a waveform. But silence, you can at least go in there and cut, edit, and shrink things out a little bit. It's a little bit easier. And so I'm currently working with some podcasters, helping them start their shows, and they'll give me a 20-minute long audio file, and then by the time I'm done, it turns into like eight minutes because they, you know, trying to get them to think about what they're going to say if they're going to use it. And it's it's something that I picked up while I was, you know, running through the, the teacher cast programs. It's just easier to stop, take a breath, think about it, and then run rather than have to literally um, uh, uh, the whole right. thing. Plus your listeners, I think you're going to be a lot more appreciative. Yes, I actually have one recording I did back in like November, and here it is February, almost March now, that the guy said, um, and 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 then started to, to talk about what he was thinking about going to say. <laughs> and the editing process got so 
so bad it just made me insane that I actually had to send it off to an editor. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this one anymore. I'll pay money. Please just take it off my hands. I I've got a couple of tips um uh, um uh for that and I I usually and I didn't do this today because I I know you're used to to talking to people, but I always start off my show or my pre-show talk with I'm not going to interview you. We're just going to have a conversation. And Wonderful. I think if you have your guest in the oh, we're just going to talk to each other. You know, we go the entire day without saying um most of the time. But as soon as you think a camera's on you or a recorder's on you, um, there's uh, um, a lot of um, things that are going um, on. And I think those little tips help relax. I've used that also on my students. I said, look, don't worry that there's an iPad with a camera pointing at you or that you know that we're going to share this with mom and the superintendent and everybody. Just relax and be yourself. And something just that, you know, oh, it's a conversation. This just kind of calms everybody down a little bit. One thing, one tip that a lot of the podcast uh, instructors or consultants would give you is to have your avatar in mind, which is you know that person you feel like you're talking to. Have that you know, get the details of who they are down to you know the type of dog that they have or whatever. And when you have that and you're talking to that person, that might also help to keep the uhs and the ums from from happening because you're talking to Joe you're talking to your buddy Joe or your student Carl or whatever that's going to help you to just flow your conversation and that's one thing that you're going to find better uh, is going to work better for you is if you can just have that conversation that uh, that regular flow come out of you without the ums and ahs it's just going to save you a lot of hassle and a lot of headache so we've talked about how to set up audacity we've talked about how to record on audacity let's talk about how to export there's so many different audio formats and bit rates and all those. Do teachers really need to care or worry about that? Or can we just go to our GarageBand Audacity program and hit send to MP3 export? Yeah, there is a way to export as MP3 with Audacity. If you really care about the audio quality, then I recommend an additional step. And I hate putting an additional step in the workflow, but this is what I've been doing since I started podcasting in 2010. I will export my original recording from Audacity, which is WAVE, I'll export that as a WAVE file, and then I will convert that to an MP3 using iTunes, which you can use on a Mac or a PC, and it's a free program. So it doesn't matter what, what kind of computer you have. If you install the, uh, the iTunes program on your computer, you drag your file, your exported Audacity file, you wave, uh, drag that into iTunes, and then from there you can convert it to any number of you know forms and bit rates and that's where you could just say you know 96 kilobyte mono is going to sound just as good as you know 192 stereo uh, as long as you're not just you know as long as it's just talking and the file is nice and small it's very quick too and the audio quality is pretty good when you convert through iTunes and not use the uh, the lame and it's called lame encoder and that's not a derogatory title for it uh, that Audacity uses, it's actually called the lame encoder, and it does not sound as good as just using iTunes. Somebody was thinking about that one really hard. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of those post things. Um, you know, re really quickly here, because I, I don't want to go too in detail, because th this is a whole show topic of its own. If you are an educator and you were looking for free ways to put audio files up in the clouds, I know a lot of teachers can think, oh, I'll just put everything in Google Drive. Absolutely. If you had a, you know, 
30 different audio files and you needed just to put something in the cloud to maybe share out or embed to, Google Drive is a great place. And especially if you're using Google Apps for Education, you've got unlimited storage for both audio and video. But for those teachers who are just kind of dipping their toe into, and I always use the term classroom podcasting versus professional podcasting, although we never talk money. What are some of those free or even inexpensive places that you might be able to put audio files to share, you know, one show a month, two shows a month, something, something really basic? Here's the uh, the answer. It's called It Depends. Um, for most people who aren't going to have a big audience, they could put it on their website or Google Drive. Uh, if it gets to be where they're going to get uh, a big audience, if they're looking to grow an audience, then they want to put it into a some kind of a, a media host service. I I like uh, Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. That's what I've been using. It's uh, You can start with a $5 a month plan, which holds... You could upload 50 megabytes of MP3s in a calendar month. So as long as you don't go over that 50 megabyte file, five bucks a month. And even if you stop podcasting but you keep paying your five bucks a month, they'll always be there. People can download them in the future. Uh, it goes up to $15 or $20 after that. Uh, there's also one from Blueberry, which is Blueberry without the E's. For some reason, they don't like the letter E there. And I think that's a little bit cheaper. And they they've got a slightly different pro, uh, plan, um, but if you're looking at you know these are these are courses that won't be downloaded by the general public, you could do something like Amazon S3, and only pay for the amount of of uh, data that comes out you know people downloading it and it's at you know pennies. In fact, I haven't paid anything yet. I'm I'm still waiting to see, uh, you know what what the bill might be for. I, I don't have a lot up there, but. Uh, that's probably why I haven't got a bill. It's not even a penny worth of data that's been downloaded yet. There's there's a few out there. I'm not an expert in this area, so and this is changing all the time. So maybe you have a new recommendation that they, that you could give them. You know, I was um, just thinking that as you're doing that, I know there's a lot of schools out there that don't realize they have access to something called iTunes U. And any school can sign up for an iTunes U account through their Apple rep, and you can build an online course. But there's nothing that says your online course can't be a bunch of audio files that your students have made. And they're subscribable. They're downloadable. Of course, they're, they're accessible on, on any iOS device or any, any Mac. Even on a Windows machine, grandma can go to there and download her son's or grandson's um, online course. And it could just be a bunch of audio files. So there's a lot of different ways out there. You know, we talked about this on the last episode. Can podcasting be free? And the answer is yes, it shouldn't, you know, a couple bucks for a microphone here or there, things like that. But, you know, if you're a classroom teacher and you don't really have a budget and you really want to try this with your students, go for it. There are ways to do things. And, of course, if you do have any questions about how to do that, check us out. We're here at TeacherCast, and you can find us at feedback at TeacherCast.net, or you can certainly leave us a voicemail at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. But I'm asking you, Steve, where do we go if we want to learn more information about how to use Audacity? Well, I'm going to be creating a course, a walkthrough course, that will be available at yesyoucanpodcast2.com. I'm in the stages of planning it out and creating it, and uh, it really is, to, for the beginner, it really is as easy as install it. You can get it from soundforge.com, download it to your computer, install it, hit record, 
practice, play around with it, and and you'll learn a lot of stuff just by playing with it. But then the course will be able to walk you through some of those finer points, like uh, what does you know Command L on the Mac or Control L do to the WAV file? Well, that's that's a shortcut for silencing a piece of audio. So if you've got a dog barking in the background, and you can silence it. Command L or Control L brings that to silence. And those are the types of things I'll be offering in the Audacity course that you can podcast. Yes, you can podcast too.com. And we will certainly put that up in our show notes here. Even if that course comes out after we release this episode here, we will certainly put that in there. I also want to uh, bring your attention to teachercastuniversity.com where uh, over the summertime I met a fantastic teacher from uh, – I forget where he is. I think he's Kansas or Missouri. I'm – probably getting that wrong joe but he came to me he's like look i use audacity with my music theory kids i would love to set up a few videos for you and share them out there so if you go over to teachercastuniversity.com you can actually see three great videos that we've put together or i should say joe has put together on audacity and it's basically how to record how to audio master and how to export but these are like three or four minute videos nothing as detailed as i'm sure what you're going to go into steve so check those out if you like more you can certainly look at the links as well steve where can we find more information about the great work that you're doing well if you want to learn more about the podcasting tips in there you can go to yes you can podcast com. but if you want to learn more about what i'm doing overall as far as my podcast money plan sos you can go to steve me excellent and that's yes you can podcast t-o-o.com yeah. <laughs> although i own i own the other domain spellings too nice <laughs> it'll very redirect very Steve, thank you so much for showing up. Damn it. Steve, thanks so much for appearing on the show today. Best of luck with your show, and please come on back and share more of your great podcasting tips. Great. Thanks for having me on, Jeffrey. Appreciate it. Once again, I'd like to take a moment and thank Steve Stewart for coming on the program. If you're interested in learning more about podcasting, check out the Pottertainment magazine. There are some fantastic articles in there to help you with your podcasting. Next week, we have another great show for you. And of course, all of our archives are going to be over on our brand new website, educationalpodcasting.today. Check it out. We've got some great tips and tricks on podcasting, equipment, podcasting workflow, and of course, WordPress and how to make an amazing WordPress website. Lastly, I'd like to remind you to contact me if you are a podcaster and would like to be featured on our program. Or perhaps you're new to podcasting and have some questions about podcasting or setting up your WordPress website. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net or leave us a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Well, my friends, that wraps up this week's episode of Educational Podcasting Today. Don't forget the Tech Educator Podcast broadcasts live each and every week on teachercast.tv at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and all of our podcasts are on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network can be heard on podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, MediaCore, and wherever else you may find educational podcasts today. There's, of course, several ways that you can reach out here and connect with us at TeacherCast. You can leave us a voicemail at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net. Find us on Twitter at TeacherCast or our brand new Twitter feed for our show, Podcasting Today. And, of course, you can subscribe to this on all of our other channels over at teachercast.net slash YouTube. Thank you so much for allowing TeacherCast to be a part of your professional development. And I hope you take a moment to share TeacherCast with your PLN. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for taking the time to make TeacherCast your home 
for your professional development. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. National Podcast Day is September 30th, but what is National Podcast Day? It's pretty simple and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved with National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, these options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com, and let's start the conversation.